Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 463 for July 7th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly. And I'm Adriel. And I'm Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and Mo and Dave aren't here. So it's just us. How is everybody? You're not going to throw Mo under the bus at all? Hell no. No. <laughs> no Mo. We have no Mo tonight. Classy Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Not throwing missing people out of the bus. No. Poor Shane. No. Poor Shane. I'm going to message him and say, what's going on? Give me the dirt. I need the tea. Anyways. But no. Unless you guys want to throw him under the bus. I will not do it, though. <laughs> I mean, you're the host. You're supposed to do it. Oh, okay. Well, I feel awkward if I throw him under the bus just for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not here for a good reason. I hear, anyways. So, oh, maybe he'll be here next year or next year, next week. Um, <laughs> damn it! And we we did kind of tease John, saying Mo wasn't on because he came on. That's not true. They're good friends. So, anyways, all right. Let's get into what we did in guns because yeah, I'm getting tired. Uh, what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. It's Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now, they have the Springfield Armory XDM Elite 5.25 Precision Pistol. I am just clicking on it because it just caught put in there. And oh, yeah, look at that. Throwing me under the bus now. Uh-huh. Don't, it wouldn't throw <laughs> Mo under the bus, but you'll throw me under the bus. Well, you're here. It's you can your mentality. We all got to stick together. So, speaking of which, we're going to be talking about the Black Badge course tonight. Nipsick, you can't potentially use this as your firearm for that. Potentially. Uh, There's still some shops with shadows in stock. I would get one of those. Or I would get Uh, the XR920 shadow systems. I'd get one of those. Yeah. That's right. But if you. Can't get one of those. Get one of these. Go over to the Calgary Shooting Center. They have it. So, anyways, that's all I have to say about that. Okay, Adriel, let's get into what we did in guns. What'd you do? All right, Forrest. Well, I uh, <laughs> hit the <laughs> hit the range with my boys on Friday, Saturday. I don't know. It was a long yeah. weekend, right? Yeah. Uh, shot that Glock forty eight. It's all right. I hate the sights. I don't really like Glock sights. I think they're stupid. They got that like you and then they got the point and it's not quite there. And I don't know who like thought that was a good idea or why they continue to think it's a good idea. I think it's a stupid site set and site alignment and site picture. So I want to, uh, I want to replace the sites. Uh, a buddy of mine who got a Glock 48, he was telling me what the sites cost were there around 120 bucks you can get. And the, he was also looking at the apex trigger and he's, I think he said there were 180, 200, oh, really? something like that. He's like, God damn it. The pistol itself is like 600 bucks. Why do I got to pay 200 bucks just for a trigger? 
I kind of agree with them. It's a lot of it's yeah. a lot of money to spend for a trigger, and I don't think the trigger is that bad because it is a it is a Gen five trigger on it. I think it's fine. The Apex is probably a lot better, but I got lots of pistols with decent triggers in them, so I'm not nearly in a rush to replace them. Uh, I shot that Gray Birch Le Chassis takedown twenty two. How'd you like it? Worked great. I ax- yeah. I took like a real grab bag of twenty two ammo, like subsonic and uh, <laughs> some of the subsonics didn't cycle. But like that's because it's a Ruger, it's a Ruger takedown stock Ruger takedown barrel action bolt, um, and I just didn't want to run the super light duty stuff. No, gun was great though. Oh, um, my kids were both shooting it like standing, and they really liked it. Oh. Um, I took my M1 Garand out because the next three gun match, my kid wants to shoot nine mil and two, two, three. So he's going to run my two, two, three rifle. And I don't really have anything else I would run. So I'm going to run the M1 Garand. I got a pile of, uh, uh, Norinco 308 ammo and, uh, I got a, a more than enough end blocks. And, uh, I got some end block kydex pouches um i've got actually a four more i'll probably put a couple more on my belt here so that i've got those handy um so yeah i'm gonna run that so i brought it out to make sure it's uh still in tip-top shape running and set it in and whatnot and yeah good to it's go good. yep okay. yep my oldest uh really liked shooting it because uh that nork ammo throws a decent fireball and uh <laughs> yeah he was like i'll send you guys some video afterwards he was just pounding out the rounds with it until i'm like those are like a buck around. Stop it. <laughs> Stop just making noise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we, uh, we also took out my 1911 uh, 9mm, that one, with the red dot on it. And uh, it didn't really like to reliably strike off the blazer brass aluminum cased ammo. So I swapped out the mainspring in it. It had a, like a lighter mainspring. So I swapped in like the standard uh, weight mainspring in it to give the hammer a little bit more jam. Um, I'll have to. Oh, I'm not going to have a chance to take it out. Ooh, ooh. Is the kid going to run an unreliable nine millimeter? Maybe <laughs> we'll find out. I might have to get him to bring the Glock or something else instead. Um, and then I got a, so I was on the buy sell on signal and I was looking for a, a stock 1022 bolt and Colin who, uh, have, you know him, uh, he had one on for sale on there. So I bought one from him and I put together this guy, this 22, which is a Magpul Hunter stock, uh, Cabela's. I think this is their caliber specific 22 LR scope. It's just like a three to nine on it. Um, Standard Ruger bolt, uh, Delask charging handle, BX trigger, and I think that's it. Oh, no, wait. The receiver is a C71. It's the uh, SBI one that takes the weird stripper clip magazines or just like a Ruger 1022 mags, which is what I'll be running in this one. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I got the uh, uh, the QD like mounts the M-Lock to rail plus QD push button on there. And then I'll run the stock ones on the back there and that kind of a thing that's good yeah yeah i'll bring it out to the maple seed maybe some people will run it i gotta set it in first just to make sure that we're not wasting too much time throwing bullets into air and not into paper but uh it should run just fine um i oh i didn't have a buffer for it 
so I and I wanted something that was like give, have a little bit of give to it. Like I really like the buffers that are like a little bit. I have uh, some kid ones that have like a metal rod in the middle yeah. and then a, a rubber uh, sleeve around them. So there's a little bit more like cushion on it. I want something like that. Um, and I was too impatient to like go buy one. So I I, I turned down. Did you make uh, one? Then, I, mean, I made one. I turned down a, a number two pencil on my drill press. Oh, really? And then I put two layers of heat shrink tubing on it <laughs> to give a little bit of give, right? And uh, if you want to see a picture of my uh, atrocious uh, gunsmithing, uh, head on over to my Instagram. And uh, <laughs> I gotta go look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Follow me uh, for more gunsmithing tips. No. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, so I met Colin at, uh, Cabela's. So then I went and, and, uh, I went into Cabela's. They have, I went for some shoes because I needed, uh, I need a new pair of shoes. My other ones are just like completely blown out. Uh, and they had some on sale for their Wednesday. They, their Wednesday sales are usually pretty good. They have a couple of things on for, for a pretty decent price. So I got some, some really decent shoes. They had some 20 gauge shotgun ammo there. So I bought some, it was expensive. It was like 14 bucks a box, but, uh, yeah, I had to get some, uh, I fixed my headphones. My uh, my 3M headphones had uh, the speaker wire had gotten frayed and snapped on it, so I cracked it open and resoldered that, and now that's working. Um, and then I've got a long range 22 setup. So like part of part of what like what I like to do with like long range 22 is actually to see the target and see what's happening. So uh, I got to. Uh, I got something with a little bit of magnification going on yeah. for the uh, for the twenty two. Yeah, 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 something that like you can really <laughs> see out there with it. Um, yeah, so uh, this is chin to, weld, right? Uh, no, no, you kind of hover over top. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you, just, you, you don't get a chin weld. No, no. <laughs> I'm working on a review for this guy, and uh, this guy for the listeners is a uh, Bushnell Legend T Series spotting scope. Uh, yeah. It comes with three rails and uh, and a what is it half by twenty uh, uh, mount as well. I'm going to use all of them. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to use all of them at the range. So, you need to my- okay. I was going to say you need to post that picture of uh, it mounted. What the hell did you use also on top of it? So you got a red dot on top of it. Uh huh. Oh, you're looking at the pistol got, one, right? Oh, and yeah, the glo- the Glock is it a Glock? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Glock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with mm-hmm. the four. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you need to actually put that. And a red dot. And I have yeah. I actually had it on on this thing with uh uh red dot laser and a DSLR with a lo- with a zoom lens on it on top. Right. <laughs> For footage and that kind of thing, right? Yeah. I will shoot some permutation of this at the range. Um just for the lulls. Just for <laughs> giggles. <laughs> just for the giggles, yeah. Uh, and then I got to pack up for the Grand Prix Maple Seed because uh, tomorrow I got to drive out, and it's gonna it's gonna be a, a okay. Throw everything in the van and get going. How long of a drive is it from your place to Grand Prix? I don't know, like five hours. Uh, and to the range, how, how far? No, the range is pretty close to town, though. Oh yeah, it's just on the edge of town. Okay, yeah, it's about five hours. Mm. Directions. Google, tell me how much time <laughs> it's going to take. Four and a half. Not bad at all. Not bad. You're closer than I am to my Maple Seed doubleheader. Make sure you turn at Byzantine. Don't take Highway 43 on Byzantine. There's a bunch of construction and the, the highway's crap. So 
okay. I don't know what that means. You'll have to like, yeah, I'll... you'll have to text me something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I got to pack up. So I got a couple things I'm packing up for Kyle here and, uh, I'm going to have to get my stuff ready and pack up the van tonight. And, uh, tomorrow yeah. it's basically off work and on the road. Me too. Okay, well, why don't you tell us about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not into what I'm doing with guns, am I? Are you done, though? Yeah, that's why I changed oh, okay. you and everything. All right. Okay, so this weekend I am going to do a doubleheader maple seed at Warren Fields, uh, which is in Bridges, which is um, five hours away. Yeah, that's five hours It's in away. Ontario, right? Toronto? It is, it is in Ontario. Just barely, though. I'm almost uh, to the Detroit border, or sorry, not Detroit, the uh, Michigan border. So I could I could technically skip over to Michigan, maybe. Anyways, just saying. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're going to do a doubleheader this weekend. It's supposed to be nice and hot and sunny. And uh, yeah, usually when we go there, there's usually a tornado or two. So not guaranteeing that we're not going to have one this year, but. Yeah. Anyways, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, what else? Uh, this past weekend was Canada Day. So we did our annual Canada Day Day at the Range. So Kelly Kincaid, myself, as well as uh, a couple of our friends went to the range and we did just some a uh, couple of stages for Ipsic and had a lot of fun. I did actually get to shoot the Tavor during the Ipsic stage. <laughs> uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun. It didn't run well for anybody else except for it ran Okay. For Cal. Um, it ran really well for me, but um, because we only had one magazine. So eight rounds, basically I was only able to do one shot per, per target. We had eight targets. So, uh, it was a lot of fun, but uh, we tried out a whole bunch of different guns, just played around and had a good time. I went to the range and decided that we would uphold the t- annual tradition of going to the range on Canada Day. Because what's more Canadian than going to the range, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, confirmed that we we're going to be having a another She Shoots podcast on. So go. T- so. Put it on your calendar, mark the date. So on Tuesday, we're going to be doing at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. uh, We're going to be doing a um, She Shoots podcast with Amanda Lynn Mayhew uh, from Just Hunts. And we're going to be talking about hunting and women hunting. And it's the title of the episode is called Much Ado About Hunting. So we always like catchy titles for the episodes. So, yeah. And what else? Uh, that's about it. Just trying to get ready for maple seed. I have maple seed double headers for the next uh, couple of weekends. And then I have a CCFR Ganesh girl calendar shoot. And then I have more maple seeds, more maple seeds, more pe- maple seeds. And then I got a gunny girl calendar shoot in Alberta. Then I got more maple seeds. Every weekend I have something going on until November. Very it's good. Crazy. Mm. It's crazy. So yeah. that, that's it for me. What about you, Kyle? Uh, well, Canada Day weekend, so the annual Melon Fest took place. All right. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was a good time as always. Uh, we had about 35 watermelons that we made disappear. <laughs> Bunch of uh, Thundershot had actually finished off really nice. We had a 12-pound target at the end and made for a great finale. Then other than that, then 
got Maple Seed this weekend with Adriel. Mm-hmm. And my July is actually opening up. Well, that's Seems good. like matches are, well, not really, actually. Oh. His matches are dropping off. Oh. Why? Yeah. Uh, so it's supposed to be in Lone Butte at the end of the month for a for um, Redneck, or they called it Hell or High Water this year. Yeah. They didn't get enough and, uh, attendees. I knew that yeah, there was. I looked and there was 30 people registered, but they wanted 50 to, to make it go. Yeah. And it's too so far. they canceled, canceled that one. But the thing is, the Caribou Challenge was supposed to be at the, well, it was supposed to be at the range, same range, but it got canceled for different reasons. And they had over 60 people registered for that. Huh. So. I would have registered if I live in Alberta. I don't. It's kind of too far for me. It's not even in Alberta, though. No, it's in BC, but. Like way yeah. in BC. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little ways. It, it's always a good match, though. So yeah, that's unfortunate, but then I have to pick and choose in August because every weekend there's something going and multiple things going on weekends, so I have to pick and choose in August what I am doing for shooting. Do you think that it actually affects things too? Like there's so much going on now, people have to pick and choose. Well, uh, like before. Like I'm picking and choosing between different sports too. Okay. Right, like I got, there's a bunch of sporting plays going on and then there's three gun going on and... Mm-hmm. I bet All it's sorts. like other holidays too, because everyone um, last year, a lot of people couldn't fly year before people couldn't fly. So you've got like three years of pent up, like Hawaii trips and Vegas trips and all this other <laughs> kind of stuff that people are now doing right now. They're, they're finally getting out there and uh, maybe that's when are we going thinking. to Vegas and Hawaii? Just need to know. I'll put it in my calendar. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Vegas in October. Are you? Yep. Awesome. Work. I don't know. Oh. Don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, Anything yeah, else going on? Not really, no. No. Okay. I gotta get trailer hauled down to the range for Adriel, but Oh yeah. Adriel, oh, you, no, gonna... you don't need to do that. I'll 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 do my van. It'll be quick. You sure? That way I, yeah. I'm five minutes away. I was gonna do it after the range. I gotta go after the show anyways, so but you're gonna put it up tonight? Oh then I'll have to take I, you up on it. I could. I mean, I was going to haul it down there tonight because I got to go down there and get my buddy the other trailer. So <laughs> might as well switch it out. If it's not a bother, I will use a trailer. He'll be if it is a bother, don't do it. I'll just okay. <laughs> pop in the back of my van. I'll You'll find out tomorrow my... when you get here. <laughs> All right. I'm going to sleep in my car. Mm, no. It'll be easier. I'm not no. bringing a tent. It usually pours I the... when I bring the tent. Don't you have something that the seats will fold? Maybe you need to make yourself like a uh, like a sleeper, like, uh, I would take you like on. a minivan. Yeah, I can. I can technically sleep in the trailer if it's unpacked. Like I have, there's enough room in that. No, you got to do it, the vehicle because your trailer's like your your crap hauler, right? That's got all the the stuff in it. Well, if I get to the location set up, then no. But anyways, nobody needs to know this. Um, no, I am going to sleep in my car. I usually sleep in my car instead of in a tent. I hate packing up weapons. That's usually what happens. So I'll sleep in the car. Okay. Anybody else want to talk about sleeping in a van down by the river? No? No? Okay. 
I prefer a hammock. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Let's talk about upcoming events. Uh, Upcoming events is sponsored by Telos Alpha. Telos Alpha is a Canadian digital agency uh, that works exclusively with the firearms vertical. They help with uh, business processing, strategic planning, uh, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma that the industry carries with uh, banks, merchant processors, and social media. So you can go and check them out at telosalpha.com. Uh, events, we have some events that are happening, and currently you can go onto the website, mapleseedrifleman.com or Project Maple Seed, uh, just type it into Google, Foo, and it'll take you there. On the event section, there's lots of events that uh, are have just been listed or um, still have a couple of open spots, so go and check it out. Uh, we have a couple of spots still in Grand Prairie, apparently, so if you'd like mm-hmm. to go and join Adriel this weekend, go and, go and see him. Uh, Bonneville, uh, which is also in Alberta, Go and check that out. Fort Mac. Warren Fields is sold out, so take that out of no. there. No, there's one of them that had still had spots. Oh, no. It's sold no? out. No. Okay. It's it's done. I actually, uh, yeah. People are dropping out like flies this weekend for Warren Fields, and then I'm filling it up. So, anyways. Um, and Nelson, BC. So, go check that out. Uh Ladies' days. If you actually would like a ladies' day, or if you're thinking about your range is interested in hosting a ladies' day, uh, send me an email. You can do it here at the show, so slamfireradio at gmail.com, or you can send it to info at firearmsrights.ca or kelly.wheaton at firearmsrights.ca. I'll send you the package that the CCFR has put together with respect to sponsorship and helping you out, and also ladies' range day package. So send it over there if you're interested in doing a ladies' range day. Let's talk about the news. What do we got in there? So I added this one. Yeah. An example of our wonderful legal system. Okay. Guy got busted with a bunch of grenades and coke and everything. He was selling it. And he got, as the title says, extremely lenient 12-year sentence after he showed remorse for realizing it was bad that he did that. Sorry, selling those grenades to criminals. I guess I shouldn't have done that. I think he, he 135 has, charges. Well, he's had. He's sorry about it, though, right? Anyways, not gonna. Yeah, no, he was he was greedy. I I was very greedy, and it felt good at first bringing in all that money. That's literally what he told the judge. <laughs> I'm just reading through it. I haven't read it yet, so anyways. So this is in London, Ontario. Well, go figure. It's London. Um <laughs> <laughs> sorry. If you live in London, um, great city. Lots of very nice people in London, by the way, but it's horrible for crime. Um and he, sold, he tried to sell hand grenades to an undercover cop. <laughs> <laughs> well, criminal. That that Not means that they're selling hand grenades often enough. To get caught in a sting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of what kind of gang would you have to be to be like, you know what we need? Hand grenades. grenades. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not like we need a bunch of burner handguns or whatever else criminals need. We need hand grenades. We need gotta up yeah. the ante here. We need, we need some chest, <laughs> like some chest rigs, a couple grenades on there. <laughs> yeah. I bet you I bet you could put a grenade on uh like on your vest. And people would just think it's not real. I bet you, oh, you exactly. could like yeah, drive probably. around with grenades on yourself and like 
and never get pulled over yeah. for it. Or, and then you get that funny board. guy that walks up to you and, oh, pull the pin. <laughs> well, I would hope that the real ones are a little bit harder to pull than the fake ones. <laughs> Here, hold this. <laughs> Run. Oh, it's such a good joke. No. <laughs> okay sorry checking messages Mm -hmm. okay so what did we learn from that story there's idiots in the world uh okay uh let's get on to the ccfr uh legal challenge uh donations well we didn't have any to list but what i did put in here was the ultimate uh choice uh 2022 contest so there is a contest going on right now if you want to go over to the ccr website you can enter to win uh first there's eight prizes uh but the first prize is a ten thousand dollar shopping spree after that it's two thousand or sorry five thousand dollar shopping spree and second place is a five thousand dollar shopping spree and third place is also okay five thousand dollar shopping spree so and then there's five more one thousand dollar shopping spree so what happens is every time you donate $25, you'll get an entry to win uh, these shopping sprees. And there's a list of uh, different stores that you can go and shop at. And if you're a friend of the show, you'll know most of them. So, hey, go on over there, make a donation, and you can actually help out the legal challenge as well. So uh, let's get into new gun stuff. But uh, before we do that, let's talk about uh, Bolt Action Coffee. Slamfire Radio is a brand ambassador for Bolt Action Coffee. Uh, the coffee is really, really good coffee. They uh, roast it in small batches. So you can go over to boltactioncoffee.com, enter into the discount code Slamfire, uh, all one word, all capital letters, and you can get a discount and have it sent to you at home. And then you can drink some coffee, send some my way because I'm fading fast. All right, let's get into new gun stuff. Adriel, what do you got? One second. Let's share that one. Yeah, that one. Let's start with the weirdest one first. A Ruger PC9 takedown pistol. These are in Canada. They are 650 US. Um, they're very small. Very small. Very this small. This is legally a pistol yeah. in the US. It's a stockless Ruger PC9. Uh, if you buy one of these, it will be restricted and it will be registered as a pistol, which means you cannot ever turn it into a rifle. I don't know. Maybe some people want something like this. I know someone who's okay. buying one of these. You yeah. do? I don't, I don't think I would buy one of these. Like, oh, I was I've say. shot this kind of stuff. I don't know. How, how do you even shoot this thing? Do you shoot it like one-handed? Two-handed? Do you get the the, the brace, the pistol brace, like Picatinny rail stock at the back? If you do that, why don't you just get a stock version? Of well, one of not, these things. not that we condone it, but it almost looks like it's built for from the hip. I guess like that front hand stop. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Neat. Okay. Anyways, that's one of the things that we can see. Uh, London Aero Sports has a couple of pistol models that are in demand, so I thought I'd talk about them. Uh, the first one is a Sig Sauer P320 M17. This is the P320 yeah. that is made for the military, so it's got a safety, which you would never want, but it's got one on there. They're $950. Bucks. Uh, they've also got the CZ Shadow 2, 9mm blue. They are $1790. Price going up. Inflation's coming. They've also got the SPO1, the Shadow 1, for $1250. Hey, that's the old Shadow 2 price. Uh, next up... <laughs> I had to put this What in is that? <laughs> <laughs> North Silva is bringing in the Charles Daly Dally Poncho Tactical Magazine Fed 
pump action junk. It's a bird's head <laughs> grip. It's kind of like a pistol grip with no stock on it. Uh, magazine fed pump shotgun. It's oh very my weird gosh. Uh, the practicality is uh, zero. NA. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, someone's going to want this. Someone's going to want this. Because. Someone, yeah. You know, one of the things. Okay. No, I can't talk about it on the air. Never okay. mind. All right. Can you talk about it afterwards? You can't talk, yeah. You can't, like, I'm, I'm worried that sometime in the future we're going to get that Bill, Bill C-21 through. And one of the things in it is that you cannot talk about uh, guns and home defense. So. Oh, right. Can't do it. Yeah. Uh, someone else put this one in here, but Remington UMC 303 British FMJ 174 grain. North Silva's bringing some in. Do we know what uh, prices on these things? No. I didn't put it in. FOC. Uh must be, a mo- must be a mo thing. Canada 303. They have some ammo that is cheap. Let's find out together. No, that's not cheap. That's not bad. $40 for Prevy Partisan. Uh, looks like they got some. Oh, they got some bulk for. Nope. They're out of that, out of that, out of that. They still don't have it in stock. But that UMC stuff was the cheapest. Like this, um, uh, the UMC 303 stuff. I got some of that, not to brag, but I got some of that for 25 bucks a box, um, mm. maybe two years ago. It's not going to be that price. It's not no. going to be that price. <laughs> no. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Is my video choppy? No. No. Well, now it is, yeah. <laughs> That's just me. All right. I was wondering if it was me, because all of a sudden, I'm looking at myself, and I'm going, I'm frozen. And it's not a very attractive, attra- <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> oh, I miss Mo. There you go. I threw one of the bus. <laughs> Let's get into the main topic. So let's get into tonight's main topic. For tonight, we have uh, John Evers. He's going to be on tonight talking to us about Black Badge courses. Uh, Just give you guys a little bit of a heads up, or if you don't know John, I'm not sure if anybody who's watching or listening tonight wouldn't know John. You would. He's kind of the guy that uh, if you if there's anything happening in guns and CBC or other. Uh, or news organizations would like to talk to people about guns, they go to John. So he's been in a couple of uh, a couple of uh, different articles as well. So there's one on uh, how does it feel to be a gun lover in Canada? Uh, go and listen to that. That's actually an excellent um, uh, interview with, uh, with John. Uh, one of the best things that came out of that interview i thought was when you said that uh, gun owner, canadian gun owners need to come out of the closet that was a good quote uh there's another one where you were called mr nice guy and which which you can do you have that as you know you could put it on a patch on a jacket Excuse mr me, nice yeah, guy I need a t-shirt I can't get some swag <laughs> going on yeah so you've done lots of articles you've done lots of podcasts uh, well, we were talking about a little bit about it before we actually started to, to go live tonight as well. You were highly featured, and I mean highly featured in the Vice Media uh, piece that they did on how to buy a gun in Canada. Uh, you took uh, what was her name again? It was it Manisha. Manisha. Yep. Yeah, that was a you fun. Her, that was a fun time. Yeah, you took her out to the range. It was awesome. It was great to see her expression <laughs> when she took that first shot, and then also with the AR fe- 
AR-15 as well. Your comeback on that. That was, uh, that was quite well done as well. Um, you likened it to a Toyota, basically. Uh, it's the most prevalent gun in North America. It's like a Toyota. It's the most prevalent car in in uh, in North America as well. So I did actually watch it again. I was telling John that I watched it uh, as well as for the interview tonight. So um, you're all over media. The, the other thing that you do as well is you're also you're. I've seen you at gun shows, industry trade shows. You represent the CSSA, so you're always there and you're always willing to talk to people. But the other thing I know about you is also with Ipsicon Terrier, you're the black badge coordinator, correct? I am indeed. That's one of the hats I wear. Right. And that's why you're here. So welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. So what, before we actually get into everything about black badge and Ipsic and all that, that we really want to talk about, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? How'd you, well, first, how did you get into shooting? Uh Interested in firearms since I was a child, actually. Uh, my parents were shockingly anti-gun. This whole World War II invasion of Holland thing uh, struck a bit of a nerve, but I always had an interest um, since since I remember being existing. Um, moved on um, as I got married, had kids, got some firearms, joined a local club, the East Elgin Sportsman out near Elmer, yep. Ontario, yep. and um, got involved just with trap shooting, actually. I saw the handgun guys, and that looked kind of cool over there. So I went and got a handgun. Um, that was in my late twenties actually. And then I saw the Ipsic guys doing Ipsic. I said, well, the way that looks kind of cool. I didn't start that till unfortunately in my thirties. Um, and it buried on from them. Then, Oh, wait a minute. Three gun. That, that looks like even more fun than Ipsic. Boom. Got into three gun. Um, then got the board directors of Ipsic board directors of CSSA, all that kind of good stuff and carried on from there. And yeah, I, what I like most about it is the people. People like you, <laughs> it's that's well, the culture. That's the real joy. Yeah, you're happy. Yeah, you actually. So we've seen that growth progression of you. It came quite quickly, um, but you're heavily involved. So as I said when we first started, if you don't know who John Evers is, um, you know, check him out because you're pretty much everywhere. So I, I actually have hate mail that I love. I know you're having an impact when you get actually handwritten <laughs> email. <laughs> It was cool. Three pages. Um, love it. And then I knew I'm having, I'm having an impact then. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people are listening and paying attention, so that's good. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that we talked a little bit about, it was the fact that with vice media piece, um, it was directed towards people or it was done for people who aren't part of the firearms industry, people who wouldn't, uh, necessarily know about firearms or had certain ideas about firearms and acquiring them so it was really well done and the other thing is that you were really well spoken so thank you for representing us thank really you. well in that so all right let's get on to a couple other things but before yep. we get to black badges let's talk about the fxsc21 because we really want to know do you think that ipsic ontario or Ipsic competitions, basically, or even the three gun competitions, for that matter, think they're going to be affected by the C twenty one announcements oh, with handgun ban. Um, it is going to, over time, kill Ipsic as we know it. Yeah. We are no longer going to have an influx of new shooters into the program, mm -hmm. so we will die of attrition over time. Um, don't defeat C twenty one in Parliament and or get a government that is more logical in terms of firearms and their use. Yep. We are doomed. We are England Mark II. 
Yeah. Uh, we will be doing mini rifle as they do in England and Ipsic shotgun. And that will be our existence. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you don't go down to Hong Kong of airsoft only. Mind you, they're killing airsoft here too. So can't even right. Go right. So uh, it is a death blow over time, uh, which right. it saddens yeah. me. I just spent last week at the Ontario provincials and I just wish, I mean, even, I would love to have Trudeau there, like meet these people, see what's happening here. The, the cultural interchange we had going on last week um, was phenomenal. The mm. camaraderie, let people see that, but they don't care. They just want us gone. And that's that's yeah. a problem. Yeah. Um, I think that you uh, hit the nail on the head when you did that interview where you said Canadian gun owners need to come out of the closet. We're everywhere and we're good people. So if, as long as we can start showing that we're everywhere and we're good people. Yep. Take friend to the range. I keep saying. Yep. Yeah. One of the biggest things that you can do to affect this is take somebody to the range. So, yeah. Great recommendation. So with the C21 effects, um, we've seen, obviously, there's been some effects on gun purchases in Canada mm -hmm. within the last couple of weeks. Um, every time I'm on uh, Facebook or whatever, people are talking about their wait times in Ontario. Um, <laughs> still, <laughs> still no transfer. I'm going, okay, you know. Yeah, I held for 42 one. minutes. Uh, <laughs> I got through a transfer today, working on a week, and it took 42 minutes, and I did get through. After a forty-two minute pause, you need to and talk to Dave Cracky. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> no, you need to talk to Dave Cracky. He's That's... working the system. So, anyways, I don't know how he's doing it, but yeah. Um, so with the influx of uh, firearm owners in mm -hmm. Ontario specifically, but also in the rest of Canada, do you think that more people will be wanting the Black Wedge course and to get into IPSC? Uh, absolutely. Can? Um, and you, we'll probably touch on it later. This, this exclusion or uh, I guess the exclusion from the law of uh, experienced shooters or advanced yeah. shooters and yep. people are looking at IPSC for that. And uh, I like to get rid of the law totally. Um, but mm -hmm. if there is an exception made in IPSC included, then we'll see a massive increase in people interested in IPSC. Uh, right. I don't know that we're going to be successful in that venture. Um, then we will have to ramp up the program and um, that will be a dramatic change for a, a, Again, it's not a good thing to have happen, but it's, it's any out we've got. We'll I think that. you're going to see a lot of people come in anyways, because yeah. I know I, I coached a bunch of people who had their RPAL for the longest time, didn't have a pistol. And with this latest thing, they all bought handguns. Yep. And what they asked, they asked me what they yeah. could get. And I told them, get a Shadow One, get a get a Glock, get, get something that can shoot Ipsic if you want to in the future, if you want to get in yeah. there. Yeah, now, this is choices. like a big purchase for them. They're going to have to go get mags afterwards and all that kind of stuff. But I bet next year, they're going to look at that pistol and say, okay, well, now we're going to get this thing. Yeah. We went yeah. to the range and we shot a static at a line and that was fun, I guess. But like, let's do something. And more. that's where, I guess that's right. Depending on your oh. personality type, I'm more A type. Uh, I migrated off to Ipsic. Um, which just seems more active for my short attention span. I think that that's so what people I, as I well. <laughs> so I, I do see an influx happening. Yeah. Oh, it's I think on multiple levels. Uh, clubs, range time, courses, all that loads up, and yeah. that's going to be a struggle, and that's going to take a dramatic shift in our our methods. 
Okay, so before we actually get on to Blackboard courses specifically and what uh, Ipsic Ontario is doing, because I know that you're going to have to actually do some planning for forethought, like uh, Adrian was saying, people are getting the pistols now and they're going to want those courses. But um, a lot of people, uh, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of people think that a black badge course, it's a training course. It's uh, to get you ready to shoot pistol. Is there so... Is it a training course or is it a certification course? There is a distinction or difference between the two or distinction between the two. There's and, a slight difference. It, it's yeah. a training course. It's not a beginner training course. And right. that's what I want to be clear on. I've had people come in and we always do. I try to do a little intro night, meet people at the range. Can you shoot? And people are like, well, no, I came here to learn to shoot. And it's like, well, no, no. It's, we're going to waste everybody's time. Yeah. Uh, Ipsic. International does have a program called Missia, which we're looking at bringing uh, some aspects into Canada. Uh, Canada's, we've had a black badge for years. Uh, yeah. We were one of the first ones to have a program required to go into IPSIC. Now the world's caught on. They have a beginner slot, beginner, intermediate, professional, and an athlete level of training. So that program, we might be able to hijack it to bring us on board to take new shooters in. If we get this elite okay. status, we will need that program. And they'll take Perfect. Joe Blow, just got my Glock, now what? And we'll, we'll move them up. Um, right now, we are set up for experienced shooters. Yeah. Okay. So people... Um, you know, what I get, you know, you know, the people who've never fired double action in their lives um, will not pass. No, <laughs> no they won't. Um, but that's what a lot of people think it is. They think they'll go get their pistol and then they'll take the black badge and then they'll be trained up and they'll be able to. Yeah. I, I met yeah. Uh, people get a, get a mentor, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I had one individual and you got lots of experience. Oh yeah. I shoot 200 rounds a week. When I got them to the range, I soon found out that 200 rounds a week they've been firing was useless. They had no idea what they're doing. They just reinforced some really bad habits. Yeah. And so find someone as a mentor to get you in to teach you some decent habits. And then you're not yeah. going to have to break those in the course. And that's, again, we can't, it takes hours and hours to break bad habits. So I do encourage people to, if you got a shadow, double action, um, trigger control, trigger reset, the basics, get that down. Yeah. And that's basically where we want to go with preparation. So uh, take a course prior to, but take a course from somebody who knows what they're doing. Uh, there's not a lot of courses here in Canada. That's like. Yes, that's where I hope this miss you. There are some, we have a, a mix of it. We've got CRFC and I'm an instructor for that where we teach mm-hmm. about guns. And then you jump to maybe a course at your range where you go out three or four times and they're just there to babysit you. And then you jump to IPSIC. It's that middle piece that we're missing in Canada. Yeah. Uh, we've got some excellent instructors uh, in Ontario who are advanced IPSIC instructors. Of course, with the world champion, if you wish, he comes to Canada every once in a while. But that that beginner to intermediate section is a hole that needs to be filled. Yeah. So if you can find a course with somebody who does fill that and who does it properly, who can teach, mm-hmm. who can um, to transfer that knowledge and doesn't teach you uh, bad habits, then exactly. yeah. And that's part of the process to prepare for a black badge. So, um, okay. So before we get to uh, specifics, what people need to do and where they can go and register and all that, what is Ipsic Ontario uh, anticipating with respect to black badge courses and increasing levels, maybe, 
uh, in the near future and a little bit further out too. Um, I'm thinking maybe even next year. So are, will courses be ramping up? Do we have enough staff to actually facilitate the courses? Uh, it's, again, it's, it's the problem isn't the staff. Um, okay. Well, not yet. It will be. So we're actually okay. making moves. We've got some some instructors um, in the program to become instructors. That's not an instantaneous process. Um, so some great candidates in that realm. The problem yeah. is always will be range time, access to ranges in Ontario. And okay, I'm no more about Ontario. We've got some ranges that are huge with large mm -hmm. populations that everyone wants a black badge and they don't have an IPSC program. Uh, constantly, I get emails every day. I probably had eight today. I want to join IPSC. How do I do it? What club are you in? Club XYZ. Okay. It, they're refugees. Um, and with COVID, we created a backlog where there are courses at clubs. If it's an IPSC host club fills with the members of that club. Yeah. Naturally and logically, uh, I think ethically, that's correct course of action. Mm -hmm. So the people who are not there, I've got people who aren't even members of clubs at all, let alone IPSC clubs looking for a course. And it's okay. Well, they fill up with club members first. There might be one or two or zero slots left over for, as I say, the refugees. Then we got people who have a club, which means if you have a club, you know how to shoot because you have a place to practice. Um, those are few and far between. And then we've got the people who I've got a gun. I'm not a member of a club and I want a black badge. So, and I guess really upset people saying, well, I've been trying to get into a course for two years. And it's like, yes. Did you join a club that is a Nipsa club? Well, no, because there's a wait time to get into those Nipsa clubs. Correct. Yeah. And I don't know the solution other than more clubs getting aboard. Right now we are working with four clubs in Ontario, bringing them in with programs. And that mm -hmm. was achieved by having people who wanted classes and say, if you want a course, organize that your club, get range time at your club, and then you're guaranteed a slot. That's the easy way. <laughs> organize yeah. the course. And we hope that we'll courses, which will then mean the next problem we have is access to matches. If we increase our, our ranks of our membership and we still have only those same clubs actually hosting matches, we're dead in the water again. Yeah. So we need to get an expanded base of clubs that A, do black badge, B, hold matches. Even mm -hmm. a nice little level one, uh, for those who know it's a smaller, you know, 40 people on a weekend type of thing or Tuesday night, 20 people, even that level of course will get people. Yeah. And that's what we need. More clubs, more people, but it is kind of a, which way do you go first? Do you get the membership base up, then bring in courses or sorry, matches or do you try and create matches? Uh, I've come to the conclusion. I think we need the people first because that'll provide the seed at these non IPSC clubs to push their executives into IPSC. Yeah. And I hope that works. I think that clubs are transitioning where it used to be a static line and no action shooting and they're transitioning to including more action shooting just because they know that if they don't, uh, the clubs will no longer exist in the near future. So they have mm -hmm. to actually start changing with the times because that's shooters that are coming in. They want to have dynamic shooting, whether it's IPSC or IDPA or yeah, so the, 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 you know, the generations yeah. now want, yep. The, the, Again, nothing wrong with the bullseye frame of mind. It's, it does have its mm -hmm. place, but it does not, it does not attract the youth. 
Um, and, I, and I'll put a plug in for it. There's a video out there. You go on YouTube. Just type in IPSC New Zealand. And they've got a, a video they did on IPSC, an advertisement for IPSC in New Zealand. They also have one for Three Gun. That's my go-to. People say, what do you do? Is it here? IPSC New Zealand. Watch that video. And people go, wow, I had no idea. And that's so cool. That's what I use for a transition to bring people into the sport. What about, okay, so let's say we have clubs that are coming on board. We have members that are pushing their executive and uh, the clubs are willing to bring in a course and everything. So what do people need to do? Like you've already talked about it is black badge courses are not actually courses that are going to teach you how to shoot. You have to have a certain level of a shooting, but how else can people prepare for them? Like what uh, else do they need to do? Okay. The proper firearm. Uh, the last class I had two people show for my intro night with took revs. A, it's not applicable to IPSC. It's, it's not suitable. It can't be <laughs> Sorry, used. And it's just, yeah. yeah. Um, and so you need the right equipment. You know, get a, yeah. a, you know, a, a decent fire. You don't have to buy an STI, CDS, any of that. The, the Glock uh, SIG 320 is very popular. Um, mm-hmm. Get the right gear and dry fire. Dry fire, dry fire, dry fire, and range time. Um, with again, as I mentioned earlier, with someone who's qualified, I get guys lying. Well, who taught you this thumb wraparound grip? Oh, my brother's cousin's next door neighbor, Jim. Okay, what credentials does Jim have to actually instruct you? Um, and no, doesn't. He was in the army. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It works and well, and yeah. yeah, yeah. So again, get some some core good skills. You don't have to be an A shot. Um, you know, hitting your target ten out of ten at twenty yards in slow fire is good enough. But I'm yep. back to that double action. It's a killer. If you're if mm-hmm. you and shadow is very popular. I've had classes of ten people where everyone had a shadow, um, and. I'd say 70% had never fired black at uh, double action and we have to spend. The oh, first. really? Uh, oh yeah. Huh. Like I have what? Mm-hmm. Du- what's double action? So, okay. Who taught your RPAL course? Um, but, <laughs> and so get them in and show them how to properly press out that trigger. Yeah. It's a long trigger squeeze. Uh, yeah. Or it's just, everyone mm-hmm. suffers and they get frustrated and there's, mm-hmm. you know, they're, 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 they're a, they think they're a great shot and they are in single action. It's okay. Well, maybe you shouldn't have bought this double action gun to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a struggle. CZs are excellent, though. I just want to say that. Oh, yeah. I don't. <laughs> just That's what I shoot. <laughs> no, <phobia>. come on. <laughs> Otherwise, but so you made some great recommendations. Go get some training, uh, mm-hmm. some equipment. It doesn't have to be the best, but just no. make sure that it's sufficient. You know where great places people ask about it too is go to Gun Nuts or some other place and get somebody's. Um, there is occasionally people that are getting out of it, but I don't know why they want to get out of it. But right you can now. pick up, yeah, yeah, especially right yeah. now. Nobody yeah, is. I, I've heard of this concept of selling a firearm. I, I, I got <laughs> lying down pat. I, I, I got that. But selling, it's a strange idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's holster, mag pouches. Oh, and uh, oh, yeah. For love of God, a belt set. Oh, please. An inner outer. <laughs> I lost. That's true. Um, that kills me when they're hitting their holster through their mag pouches, through their little belt loops. And it's like, okay, and now what are you doing tomorrow? So tomorrow we're going to set you. There you go. Belt set. 
Um, yeah, get that. Something yeah, with a so just be, just because some some uh, viewers might not know what an inner and outer are. Like, there's your inner that one goes inside your belt loops. There's your outer that's a stiff one that goes yeah. on the outside, and it just kind of and, and that allows you deal. to preset your distances because there are rules. Yeah, set it, take it off, go to the bathroom, <laughs> come back, and you're okay. Um, mm-hmm. That yeah, we get guys with you know they show up with um, track pants. No belt loops and this clip on, you know, army green belt. No, that's not going to cut it. Yeah, there are certain there are certain rules within IPSC that is specific to um, clothing and then also with uh, with equipment as well. So you would have yeah, to uh, know that. Yeah, yeah read the, the rules. rules. Yep. yep. No, so, no M1 Garand ammo in the front of the of the belt, right? Has no back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But there is all kinds of nuances around that, especially when you do get into it a little further about who can have, you know, ammo at the front and who can't and, yes. and all yeah, that. We too. ran so, into that this past weekend, provincials, where uh, several people found themselves moved from production yeah. into open. That's our oops, that's oopsie yeah, moments, like, right? Uh, that, yeah, what you've got there is not in your division. So yeah. it's unfortunate, but it's part of the game. Rules yeah. actually do matter. Yeah. So speaking of which, so what do people need to be aware of before they go to register a course? How, like, let's be real. What's the cost of the co- basic course for people have You're to prepare hit, for cost? It, you know, it, it'll, it'll hit uh, generally in the 350 to $400 range. Yep. Um, the, the courses are set. Ipsic Ontario sets the course rate and yeah, the membership. So that's going to be 375 Mm-hmm. And uh, no, three twenty-five, and then there's range fees. Depending which range you go, some ranges are very gracious, and they give us free ranges, which is awesome and much appreciated. Other ranges are not quite so friendly, and they charge hundreds of dollars a day per range, which gets passed down to the uh, students, unfortunately. Participants, yeah, uh, yeah. Some ranges they they want to promote the sport. They realize more shooters mean more members. Members mean more matches, more matches mean more money. See that long um, picture, long view picture. Others right. don't. They say we need the cash now. Right. So, yeah, let's go for 350 400 depending okay. on range fees. Then they also have to factor in the whole thing with respect to ensuring they have the right equipment. What about ammo as well? Like uh, during a black uh, ammo, course? Sufficient ammo. Correct ammo is good too. That's, yeah. a, that's a good point. Um, but how many rounds does a will you have to take to a black batch course? I remember how much I had yeah. to take to mine. I, I tell people buy a thousand rounds. Okay. Yeah. You don't need a thousand rounds. Go buy a thousand rounds. Cause you're going to need them if you're going to shooting. Yeah. If you can't afford a thousand rounds, um, I suggest perhaps you wait because maybe this isn't sport for you and your lifestyle right now. Um, or, you know, well, the reality is, um, yeah. Reloading. Yeah, it's, it's not a cheap sport. It's cheaper than golf, <laughs> cheaper than golf, cheaper than hockey, um, safer than both. Correct. So, uh, for a course, you are going to go through, and again, the worse you are, the more you spend, right? Yeah. So I had students completed five True. rounds. True. True story. Yeah, I have people, um, as I, I call them, my problem children, uh, where we pushed eight hundred rounds. Like, okay, don't try it again. Don't try this over here. And wow. Like blowing through ammo. Um, and I've had some students where I said, you know, this is not going to happen, and we'll carry. I had one gentleman. Uh, I took a year to get him to pass his black badge course because he was stark terrified of guns. He 
he actually started sweating profusely when he was shooting and shaking. I'm like, what are you even doing here? He's well, I'm terrified of guns. I'm like, and you're taking an advanced pistol class. So of course I, he, I excused him from the class at that point. And I worked with him for a year to overcome his fears of guns to get his black badge. And then he was done. He also went skydiving. He's afraid of heights and he was going to just conquer <laughs> these fears over time. It so it was crazy. interesting. Hmm. That's a hmm. neat way of going about life. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. But well, that's one of the, the expectations or one of the things that you need to know as well. If you are in the black badge course and uh, the instructor doesn't feel like you're one able to pass the course, you just don't have the fundamentals under your belt yeah. or you're yeah. not safe. You will yeah, there leave. is no right. You will leave black badge. I want to yeah. be very clear. We have uh, people who've unfortunately been banned uh, from the courses. They're just in my experience. It is, and we realize that. Yeah. But right. we've had, you know, we've had students from, you know, my son started at 12. I had another 12-year-old about a year ago. I've had a gentleman in his 70s start shooting him, like at 70, and that was great to see. And a huge influx uh, of uh, the kinder gender of late, which is really great to see. That would be men. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> No, it's women. I was uh, I was telling the guys um, the not the last back, uh, not the last uh, match I was at, but the one before that. Um, it was just a small match. Uh, it was at FRPC, and of the thirty people shooting, nine were women. That's yeah. huge when you really think about it. A really small match. Yeah. So it's and, fantastic. Uh, uh, May Russell, instructor up in Ottawa area, she's actually planning an all female black badge course. Oh, is she? Yeah, that's gonna be oh, great. I, I should reach out to her and yeah, ask definitely her when she's doing yeah. that. Yeah, she's our newest minted uh, black bag instructor. That's awesome. She's yeah. a great lady. We had her on the show before. Yeah, super yeah. good. So. Um, okay, so if you're doing the black badge, uh, what will allow, so if you have taken the course, what's going to allow you to do? Will it just be in the province that you're able, that you're in, that you'll be able to shoot an IPSC match? Or oh, can you go no, across no, it's the country, wide. world? What about in the world? Can you go across the world? Yeah, you can go around the world. I've, I've shot uh, Ipsic around the world myself. Um, not that much. I wish I could travel more. Uh, but uh, the black badge, it's not so much the black badge. The black badge is required to shoot Ipsic in Canada. That's carte blanche across Canada. You must have a black badge to participate. If I'm heading to Halifax in a little bit for the Nationals, uh, my black badge, because I'm a member of Ipsic. So to be a member of Ipsic, Ontario, you need a black badge. To shoot anywhere in Canada, you need a member, member of the section you're in, province you're in. Then you're a member of IPSC of your uh, section, like Canada. Um, yeah. Sorry, region. And then you can go anywhere. So you'll be checked. If I want to shoot in Norway, I would email IPSC Norway and say, hey, I'm visiting Norway next month. My name's John Evers. I've copied my regional director. He will vouch me that I'm a member of good standing of the organization. Boom, I'm shooting IPSC in Norway. Right. And I've helped people in Croatia. Belgium, Germany, South Africa, Philippines, 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 Philippines. Um, <laughs> there's people going in and shooting there. A lot of people in Philippines, apparently. Yeah, it seems to be Canada. popular. Yeah, <laughs> two in the last while. It is. It took us crazy yeah. in the Philippines. Um, awesome crew. And I've had otherwise where people come into Canada from, we had a couple of us here from Brazil, came to Canada, and we gave them a, a shortener um black badge course because you're already shooting IPSC and I yeah. contact IPSC Brazil saying, Hey, is this person decent? Are they actually an active shooter? What's their history? Okay. 
they don't need to spend a weekend with us. It's an hour to the range. Yes, you know what you're doing. Boom, you are now grandfathered in. Uh, my grandfather, okay. but I guess that's master. that's a, a interesting question though. Like uh, USPSA Grandmaster rolls into Canada. What the, the, do they have to take their black badge before they shoot no, match here? USPSA huh? and IPSC have a odd little relationship where USPSA is the arbiter of IPSC in the United States. So any USPSA member in Canada is de facto member of IPSC. So they're fine. We've got a lot of uh, cross-border up at Sault Ste. Marie. People cross the border there. Thunder Bay. Um, There's a lot of cross-border traffic up there between the courses, USPN and IPSC matches. So Hmm. is it a mutual relationship? Same thing as if we go down there? Sorry, you cut out there. Sorry. Is it the same thing as if we go down, down to the U.S.? There, um, there is no program. Um, I shoot a lot of three or did before COVID. Right. There's, there's no requirement. It's hi. Okay. Come on. Let's go. I'm here to shoot. Um, well, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> all right. The gear? Yeah. yeah. There, there so, is a weird gear. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're right. And you, you were correct. When, of course you're correct. <laughs> um, Black badge courses, Canada. That's kind of like what we do. But yeah. the rest of the world is starting it as well. But U.S. doesn't do it, it at all, do they? No. no, no. There are there's almost like mentorship programs there. Yeah. Some will take you under their wing, but otherwise, I've been at the top of the pistol and said, "Hi, I'm here to shoot this thing." I'm like, okay, okay. The line. Uh, it, it's a different culture there in many areas. Uh, great culture, and uh, yeah. for the foremost, um, great people I've met down there. But I've seen some experiences, shall we say, in the U.S. Well, that's that's why you DQ people, right? Yeah, like, yeah. If it's <laughs> absolutely it's, uh, big boy mode, anyone can come, anyone yeah. can get disqualified yeah. for yeah. very many reasons. Yeah, very many. Um, so I think we're cutting in a little bit and out. So we'll try and, but we'll try and. Anyways, so uh, you did mention it a little bit earlier, elite status. So uh, this whole thing with C21, there was a caveat in there about elite status shooters. They did mention specifically Olympians. And I know that uh, there's a movement right now to see if maybe Ipsic can get, actually be part of the Olympics. And if we can get to elite status designation, what's your thoughts about that and how Ipsic can do that or... Yeah. What people should Our, do to uh, try to, yeah. Well, a, a well, your MPs, your MPPs. Your, mm-hmm. uh, I know it's doing some mailing email uh, campaigns coming up to push that concept within the C21. Again, that's assuming it's going to go through, and we need to try and alter it again. I'd love to get rid of it. That's option. Well, I don't think that we're going to get status. Sorry, we can hope. We can hope. <laughs> I don't think so. Interesting. Ipsic is uh, making moves. Uh, I don't. I don't foresee in my lifetime Ipsic being an Olympic sport. Um, yeah. There were some moves some years ago. Uh, I'm old, and they were saying, "Yes, you can do Ipsic. Just the targets need to go from this pseudo tortoise body shape to round. Um, you have to shoot from a fixed distance and no running." Yeah. You just described it. You're not doing it. Fun at all. Yeah. 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 It so, sounds like Quebec a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Quebec. Come on, man. I'll go to Crafham and, and near the Mick. So it's, it's, but I look on the other side where you look at, um, I look at snowboarding. Snowboarding, they were the outcasts of every right. ski slope. And 
They weren't politically correct. They were banned from many slopes. I see Ipsic follow that path where it is, as we've mentioned earlier, the, this generation wants the, the activity, the action, the cool factor, and Ipsic has all that. So if we can wedge our way through, Ipsic has been making moves in the past few years, um, luckily, where now are a member of uh, a Olympic observer committee. So we're actually like one rung below Olympic level. So okay. we've already achieved that, that level, GIFS. So we got that. It's not a stretch to go further. The problem is if you can only shoot if you're elite. How do you get to elite? elite? Yeah. How do you become an uh, F1 race car driver? Right? So yeah. we need that feeder program in. Um, and I don't, I, that doesn't exist right now. I mentioned that uh, Missia thing, but still we would need to have people okay that are become elite. And not everyone can be elite. So how they, again, shockingly, liberals have not thought this out. No. It's like when they banned 32 and the Olympic shooters used 32. They didn't realize <laughs> it. So, Well, I don't think they've actually thought about how people get to that status. We have a great heritage of shooting within Canada and with especially our Olympians as well, especially with the fairer sex, by the way, just have to say. Um but they have not really thought about how people are going to continue to represent Canada on an international field if we can't, if we can't actually train to get to that, that level. So I'm not sure if they are really thinking forward, but I don't think they, they really don't care, care about this. Let's just no. be yeah. clear. They I don't care about it. Care. Yeah. You're asking if they're thinking, I don't know. They're well, let's be real. It's all they emotion. That's all it is. It's just emotion. Yeah. So, Oh, John's frozen and votes again. and votes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to vote the vote. That's a big part of it. Well, hey. Oh, John left us. Is he coming mm. back? Well, I don't know if he's coming back. I don't know. You're saying all those offensive things, Kelly. I, I know. Left. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he does come back, that's great. If he doesn't come back, well, it was great to have him on. I, as I saw, he, if you are able to run into John, if you are at anything in Ontario that has anything to do with Ipsic or, oh, he's coming back. Mm -hmm. the, the, the joys of rural internet. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure where I died there. Obviously, I had spinning wheels everywhere. So um, we were talking about how do we get to elite status if we yeah. can't? And yeah, what that, is elite, especially? Exactly. And how do we get there without being able to have any guns? So yeah. That's it. And I, I don't know what that path looks like. I do not know how we can get there. Um, we would have to have a program where you'd have to sign into a club that is part of, has a program, has a development program, uh, working through with uh, Shooting Federation of Canada, groups like that, yeah. to dovetail us into that path forward. And, um, Again, we've been working on that for years now and with some successes. So if we carry on with that, the problem I see pragmatically is why would they? It, they they yeah. don't like this. The, the, exactly. the liberals just, they have, unless we have massive support and across the board, not just gun owners, massive support of Canadians, which is back to reaching out to your friends, neighbors, and relatives and send that message that you're, you're, you're targeting the wrong people. But I don't know that they care. Yeah. Uh, you know, Trudeau's little Freudian slip the other day when he said, I, I've banned, Man, I mean, frozen. Freeze. And that's like, yeah, dude, you know it. That wasn't Freudian. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was a message. Yeah. yeah. That is correct. So. So okay. I, I love to see it. If so, we'll, we we can handle it. We will come up the program. We've got it in, in hand. It's getting that designation. That's gonna be a tough ride. Right. Mm -hmm. But who determines elite status and what it yes. means? Yeah. What does that look um, like? Exactly. There's no definition. There's, uh, you know, self-identified. I believe it's self-identified. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes. I feel I elite. am an elite yeah. shooter. I identify as an elite shooter. Yeah. yeah. Or I, I wish to be, right? Um, uh, yeah. Or look look at it this way you know we've had uh we've had like um downhill skiing in the olympics where uh, i think it was eddie the eagle he was the only yes yeah, from england yes <laughs> yeah to make anyway. the team, okay right? you know? i'm making yeah. myself yeah. aging myself but yeah. anyways <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was exactly. the only one that came for the team he wasn't a he wasn't an elite ski jumper however he, he was showed an up. Olympian and he showed yeah. up. So therefore, does he meet the elite status? Yeah. So I'm yeah. just throwing it out there because oh, this yeah. is I, I agree. Um, it's just how do we achieve that? It's right. politics. Right. It's politics. But let's be real, Ipsic is across the world. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, there's world championships as well, and Canadians are, are able to go to that as well. So it looks like there is a possibility, perhaps maybe that can be considered elite There is status. a window. Absolutely, there's a window. And Ipsic Canada will be prepared to uh, act on that, I think. Right. To be there for the people when they need it. But, it's, but the reality is it's only a small number of people, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, and then we need to grow it, and we use use that uh, as a yeah. wedge to carry yeah. on the sport, keep us alive. So more yeah. black badge courses, and therefore yeah, more, more black badge courses, more ranges, more, Ips more ranges, more Ipsic matches. <laughs> See how this exactly. goes. <laughs> yeah, it all comes around. It all comes back. Yeah. Right. All right. And and again, more public outreach. Uh, okay. I helped, so uh, at the provincials this past week, there was a film crew there working on a documentary. Um, on the shooting sports and I'm like, wow, like we, we, we needed this to have happened in the eighties. Right. And that's where we lost it. So we're, yeah. we're behind the eight ball now, but we need to scramble. Uh, we need to get our clubs inviting media out to come and meet the people. We, again, I'm speaking to the choir here. You guys are on the internet talking about guns, but we need average clubs to not be so exclusive, be more inclusive. Yes. Yeah, I think that more and more clubs are going that way. I think that uh, they're coming out of the closet as well, where, as you say, people um, need to be loud and proud about the fact that they are shooters. They, you know, some clubs were, would say, you know, you can't take pictures or video and don't post them. We have mm -hmm. to pre-approve them if you're going to do it. Um, but that just means, you know what, you're not actually getting the shooting sports out there. The other thing yeah. is also, you know, uh, not bringing gas, bring gas, have these family days, have the range days, the women's range days, have IPSC demonstrations being done. People go gaga over it and want to try it out. Um, yeah, it's like, ooh, that's, that's kind of that's cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then across the, across that, the other, um, uh, the other range, then they can have cowboy auction. You can see the just a post. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that when my knees give out. That's my plan. When my knees go, I'm going to cowboy auction. Yeah. I need something to be cool, really maybe cool. other than Stormbringer, but we'll come yeah. up with something. Yeah. No running with that. 
Anyways, yeah. but oh, you'll have to check your inventory. Make sure you've got a, a revolver or two in there. I'm... I am now. <laughs> I am now for your retirement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just yeah. buy more guns. I guess. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to leave us with any other words of wisdom or any advice about specifically back badge courses or getting into? Yeah, well, the one thing uh, in Ontario we're working at, and we're in in a bit of a, a flux right now in terms of our registration process. Okay. We used to just advertise it on the calendar, and people would say, "Hey, I want in that class." Oh, yeah, how do you do that? Right. So we have a candidate information form. So you go to the Ipsic Ontario website, hit the "Join Us" button, read down a bit, it says "Fill out this candidate form." You fill that out, fill in the name of your club. Hopefully, it's an Ipsic club. That is where we go to harvest people for classes. So if you're not a member of IPSA club, you put no club. Um, and that's the process right now. And then the instructors will go there and, and we'll send out invitations or offers to enroll in the courses. That's the mm-hmm. process right now. That there is no calendar of courses availability out there publicly anymore. That was a futile effort. It just We have 10 slots. And 180 people trying to fit themselves in back to earlier up membership in clubs. So I, I can't stress it enough. If you're not a member of an Ipsic club, turn your club into an Ipsic club. Mm-hmm. Not only for, for your own selfish reasons, uh, which is great. I'm a big fan of Ayn Rand. So selfish is a good thing. Um, but for, for the future of the sport, right? We mm-hmm. need it, It's strangely, I'm not saying Ipsic's going to be the, the savior here. I hope we don't have to. But it might be our best chance for the average Joe shooter is going to be upset. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, I think a, a lot of clubs just need the person. They need the person to coordinate. Oh, what are the requirements for that? Do you guys need like a day? Do you need one bay? Do you need all the bays? Do, they, uh, do you have your own ROs? Like someone just to like stick handle that stuff is often what all they need. The problem is yeah. it's always we need someone. And I, I keep looking for that person with a name tag that says someone. And they don't <laughs> exist. Okay. The yeah. someone is you. And if you want Ipsic at your club, you need to be the one to do it. Um, it you can't sit back. Uh, you know, I started Ipsic. Ipsic existed in East Elgin when I first joined. I saw it and they never hosted matches. I said, hey, we should host matches. So, well, we don't do matches. Well, Why not? Well, not yes. Let's, Boom, I was doing level ones, level twos, level threes, provincial, that kind of stuff, because I wanted it. I wanted, and I tell my students, I have never, ever not shot a match I wanted to shoot because I've worked every match I wanted to shoot. So (laughs) do it yourself. Don't wait for someone else. If you care about it, if it's important to you, put the effort in. And we've got resources to help you. We've got a newer uh, board member now whose sole job is helping people get into the sport, particularly youth and females. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Cool. So if they do have questions, how can they reach you? They, I know that Ipsiconterry specifically has the list of everybody and all their emails yeah. and, and that as well. But if you are interested in joining a Black Badge course, go to the candidate you said. Candidate um, form on the Ipsiconterry site, yes. Yeah. Get that out. And again, if you are not a member of an active Ipsic club, it's going to be a while to yeah. get you in. That's why I keep going back to start it up. Okay. So what happens? Again, we also ne- need to mention, though, that not all clubs are approved with a CFO to IPSC. Okay? Yeah. That's so that's true. a special designation of your range, and we'll help you. And the CFO 
not the best of our friends, but they are, uh, I remember Pete Niedermeyer, who used to be the head of inspection, said he is the pathway to yes. And I he said that? that? He said that. He's the path to yes. So you've got to work with them. Um, and if you know my history, CFO and I had a love-hate relationship for years. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, but you still have to work with them and they will approve you. If you, they'll tell you what to do, do what yeah. they ask you to do and you're approved. Boom. Now I have an IPSC approved range and now you get your level one course. Even mm-hmm. you've got one bay on a range, we can hold a level two match on a one bay range. Correct. There's yeah. no reason not to. You're not going to do a level three, but you will get a level two fit in there. Yeah. And we'll get level ones for sure. And we'll get you shooting on that range with okay. your little bucket. So what happens if somebody actually has decided that their range would like to do this? Uh, what's the process for that? Did they contact you specifically? Yeah, reach out, to, reach out to me or reach out to the board directors. Um, directors at ipsic-ont.org uh, to go to all the directors. And then we'll pick it up and we'll figure where you are in the province and we'll help you. Okay. And four okay. clubs right now we're actively working on. We just did a black badge in the Niagara region at a new club. They're coming online. They're doing actually this weekend, their first level one course. The awesome. black badge at the range last weekend, no, two weeks ago. And now, boom, they're doing a level one match. Yeah. Uh, nice. it's, it's so exciting having like a new little baby chick hatching. It's, like, <laughs> just, <laughs> Go. it's like fledging. It's a little Go. club. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a nice little club, friendly club. And yeah. we're glad to have them on board. Yeah. Uh, but there's all kinds of little pockets in the province where we have holes. Yeah. And there are ranges there. And we will find you. <laughs> get you to run a level one yes we will find you uh yes. it, we're talking a lot about ontario but this is the same sort of conversation that should be happening across the country and oh, absolutely in yeah. province so I- Ipsic, uh, canada is is uh centered out of uh, sean hansen of halifax um mm-hmm. and head of nri is also out of halifax jim smith and they mm-hmm. are happy to interface with anybody and we'll go down to every province has a section coordinator in charge okay. of that province um there's this match is going on in Newfoundland. Uh, there's a black bench course held in Yellowknife not too long ago. So we're we're everywhere you need us to be. Except That's maybe awesome. your club. Your club and, and your club over there. Yeah. Oh. No, my club has one. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about people up there. Okay. Oh, okay. You can see by your coach matches. Over there. All right. Uh, do you want to give a shout out to anybody in particular, like for example, um, CSSA, or do you want to acknowledge anybody? Like, how about uh, well, for Canada? one CSSA, I, I've been a, a board member for far too long. Um, <laughs> we 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 are I say we're the, we're the quiet workers. Um, we I, I really like the work that Tony Bernardo. Uh, he's a great leader in the community. Uh, fantastic spokesperson for the sports knowledge on firearms goes beyond uh, compare. Um, he's a phenomenal resource to have. Uh, my fellow members of Ipsic Ontario board, uh, you know, we, we argue Ipsic. I don't know if you know, this stands for irritable people squabbling constantly. Uh, sometimes. And, yeah. And we prove it, we prove it, but they are, they are my friends. So the, the board directors, we, we've had some challenges and um, see us come together. And that is, is, is excellent. Uh, NROI, the officials, uh, again, without the officials, yeah. we don't have matches. So yeah. I see that. Um, and my local clubs, East Elgin, Crumlin, and Tavistock, uh, where I shoot, uh, all Ipsa clubs. So those are great people there. And folks awesome. like yourself. So thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, the opportunity. Well, thank you for coming on tonight. And thank you for representing us so well, both in the media, but also in the Ipsa community. So 
My really wanted to say thank you about that and sharing all your knowledge tonight and just telling everybody to come and shoot. Yeah, it's fun. It's you know fun. What, but yeah, try it. Yeah. You need a t shirt. You need a you need a nipsick shirt that says Mr. Nice Guy. That, yeah, uh, there you just, go. It just needs to get done. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a mug. <laughs> and a mug. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for coming on tonight, John. No, thanks. My pleasure. Bye, Bye folks. Thanks again to John Evers for coming on. And uh, as I said, he represents our community so well, both on the news and uh, as he's like Troy McClure. You remember, you remember um, Simpsons, Troy McClure? You've oh, seen him yeah. in, you've seen him in such movies as I, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, anyways, I hope he doesn't listen to this afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, but if you, seen any you know documentaries or or anything in the news about shooting in canada john evers is in it so anyways just thought that was really really cool all right and it was good to talk to him about shooting in canada so right. and ipsic black badge because all those new handgun people are going to need to get their black badge done right yeah that's exactly why we thought to bring him in and mm-hmm. get him talking about it. I know that other provinces have not as many issues with, let's say, filling uh, a black badge course. Or I know that Ontario, as soon as there's an IPSC match that's posted, literally within five minutes it's sold out, or even less than Same five thing minutes. Alberta. It is just so it's really it's really awesome to see him, uh, him talk about how it's growing uh, especially here in my home uh province but also in canada and then how we can grow it even further too because we are going to need it but see let's be real c21 is uh, going to have a cause and effect basically with um, more people being involved in the sport and eventually it dying because of the inability to get handguns. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and not only that um, we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago where Ipsic Canada donated mm-hmm. a large portion of their membership fees just to the uh, legal challenges and trying to, to challenge all this too. So they're putting their money where their mouth is, it looks like too. So, good on them so all right let's get into some uh some feedback here we got uh, something here from uh facebook do you want to read this kyle uh which one sylvain sylvain yeah. yeah if you, it's sylvain so i'm sure that he's he may be french so you have to read it with a french accent by the way <laughs> <laughs> no nobody wants to hear that <laughs> okay so sylvain says is there an official prerequisite course to be accepted on a black badge course? I was looking at getting the black badge course about two years ago, but my interactions with the people running the course in my area left me feeling like Ipsic is unwelcoming and snobby. I intended an evaluation to see if I was safe and advanced enough to be accepted on the course. Didn't run because of COVID. I was told I was good to go, but then everything shut down. Mm. I got the impression that the equipment I was using was not adequate with no real explanation as to why. I was running an APX and my holster was a medium drop with a thigh, uh, leg thigh strap. I got an awkward look and a that will do for my gun. A you'll take that off regarding my thigh strap. Nothing more is explanation. 
long story short, the whole experience and them wanting me to go back to do another pre-course evaluation and having to pay for it before getting on the course left a sour taste in my mouth with regards to IPSC and Blackboard Badge. Is there is this something that others have experienced? Oh, you had to pay for the evaluation? That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. Um, normally, I, you don't need to do an evaluation for Black Badge. You can just roll in. Uh, you're... Yeah. Sorry, Kelly, go ahead. I was going to say, maybe it's specific to that range, though, and uh, also for the uh, the course instructors that were there. There's different things um, that are required at different ranges because I know that at my range specifically, even as... Um, even as uh, John was talking about some course, some ranges require you to do like probationary shoots just to make sure that you're a good shooter. Um, it may be the same sort of thing there, but we don't have a, like when I did my black badge course, we didn't have to do a pre-evaluation, but mm-hmm. I think that what they're maybe we're trying, maybe they were trying to do was screen out the people that weren't ready to take the black badge course as well because again john spoke a lot about this during the interview you have it's not to actually the black badge course is not there as a training course to actually make sure it's not a beginner's course so you should actually already have that under your belt um i and there are regulations surrounding specifically ipsic and the dress that you have the holster requirements and and everything like that so the leg strap would be something that would be required to be taken off and maybe the person just didn't um maybe they're just quick with it yeah it sounds it sounds like a drive-by like uh Mm -hmm. is this good enough and they're like uh your pistol's good enough the thigh holster you got to take off um but other than that it's fine yeah. So maybe maybe yeah. it was just kind of like a drive-by rather than like a, an explanation and everything. So like yep. Ipsic's got uh, rules on uh, uh, on where the holster has to be and where the butt of the pistol yep. needs to be. So if you take a look at the, into the Ipsic rule book, you'll see that. Or just get like a Kydex holster and slap it on a, on a belt and uh, and head out to the thing and you'll be fine. Yep. Um, because like I think a lot of those um, a lot of those strap-on like thigh holsters they. Um, yeah. Well, it'd be your pistol would be dropped down way too low. Yeah, yeah. So there is, yeah. They they can't even measure it. I know that with my, I was using a, du- a duty holster, and uh, during my qualification, uh, when I went to shoot my qualifying match afterwards, the RO came up to me and he actually was measuring the distance between my the butt of my pistol and my belt, and and I'm going as a cad. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, but we, they are looking actually to make sure that everything is suitable and fall within the rulebook guidelines so that you don't get DQ'd or anything like that as well. So well, and you and, and so that you shoot the course wearing what you would wear at an Ipsic match. So exactly. your your holster will be on, on your side, it'll be behind your hip if you're in production. Your yep. mag pouches will also be behind your hip uh, on the other side. Um, you, you'll have your bullets facing forward or out, whatever you want to do. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's got your, your, your setup has to be applicable so that you get the most out of the course. Right. So people in the shooting community are really, really good. Uh, they're really nice people, but there are some. Let's be real. Some mm-hmm. people who are not as nice. Um, don't don't let that sour you go to the black badge page uh, and do a Canada and sign up for it. And you know what, maybe you can get into the next uh, black badge course. So mm-hmm. yep. Don't, 
don't let one experience um, sour you. So that's all the advice I have. Because the people that I shot on the Black Badge course with, they were all awesome. Yeah, my Black Badge is awesome too. Yep, yeah, same. Yeah. Okay. So that was Facebook. Let's get into listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Army DC Gunsmith. Uh, Army DC Gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, park rising, and circuit finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Uh, go on over to and check out his inventory of new and used guns, uh, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at uh, dcgunsmith.ca. And go and tell Denis we said hi. By the way, he has some of the best service in the country. So go and say hi to him. Uh, we also have another Facebook message, and this one's from Mohammed. Uh, Kyle, do you want to read this one too? Sure. As you may understand, the number of black badge courses were li- were little because of COVID in the last two years. But I would like to see more training courses that focus on enhancing the shooting skills for shooters. The type of training courses are needed, in my opinion, and I couldn't find any within Canada. I remember a course with for Ben Stoger in. 2018 we need more of that type yeah so we talked mm-hmm. about that as well um we all wholeheartedly agree with muhammad so mm-hmm. we talked about that a little bit yeah. too so there is that course that uh, uh that's being brought in uh, by if canada that might be that mm-hmm. course specifically or meet that requirement to to fill that gap. there are courses around mm-hmm. it just they're, they're hard to find they're not as readily advertised they may even as be as simple as you gotta stop in at a range and look at a billboard or something yeah or you're you muted adriel or communicate to oh, your I, range I, I was like trying to jump in a couple of times I'm like man they're just like they're or just ignoring you <laughs> give yep. me the edge here but um that makes that makes way more sense um i think the, the there's there's not they're not standardized the pistol courses across the country no. that's one problem um and then the other is the quality varies immensely um across the country most of them are, are done really well most of them are like they're also ipsic uh, uh shooters uh they have these courses they'll be like handgun fundamentals and that kind of a thing so if you look at your local ranges for a handgun fundamentals course there's probably some that happen you may need to be like in the know to actually get in so you might need to yeah. like like look in the past at past events and be like oh there was one how do i find out about the next one of these talk to the range, find the piece person that set that up, ask him when the next one is. Uh, and that might get you in. Cause like, yeah, I, I, I agree. Those, those kind of courses are really useful. They're good prep for IPSC. They're good prep after IPSC. I mean, the, the fundamentals are, are really all that you're testing in IPSC. We're not doing any somersaults or anything that's like super duper complicated. A lot of it is just like handgun fundamentals, grip uh, and, uh, and stage breakdown. Right. Well, and even Ipsic aside, it's just good to have fundamentals course, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. Yep. Mohammed, thanks for writing in or messaging us or whatever you did on Facebook. Kyle caught them all. <laughs> um, but yeah, we all agree with you. So uh, check us out on Patreon. Well, actually, you can. Well, technically, you can check us out on Patreon. Go over to Patreon, uh, patreon.com uh, backslash slamfire radio. Uh, come and join us so that we can put this awesome content um, and support us. So if you do become a Patreon member, we'll send you out some really cool swag as well. Hey, speaking of cool swag, uh, looks like uh, I sent some out to Travis uh, Bader from Silvercore because he sent us oh, nice. some really cool hats. And, uh, and when we got our hats, I said, we should probably send him a re- really cool hat 
thank you, Kyle. Um, Cause all that we sent him previously was a patch. <laughs> I'm going to send him a hat. Anyway, so he got it recently and he posted it and said, thank you, Slimefire. Anyways. Okay. Uh, why don't we do shout outs? Adriel, do you get a shout out? Oh, I just watched a really interesting video on Forgotten Weapons, Ian, who's uh, been on the show before. Um, and he was talking about the difference between single and double feed magazines. If you ever wanted to like know why there's two of them available, he has a, a very extensive video on it. That'd be good. In that. Yeah, that'd be good. I should go it's, watch that. He, it's nerding out. If you want to nerd out about why the magazine... Uh, definitely interesting from that if if like the actual how the gun works doesn't matter to you don't watch it well why wouldn't people want to know how the gun works i talk to people who don't care how about how the gun they shoot ipstick and that kind of thing <laughs> and they're like now really i just i'm like the race car driver i push the pedal down i want to go fast i don't okay care what happens if works. your pedal doesn't work then what you get the mechanic to fix it does he say he has mechanics for it yeah <laughs> anyways People, be self-sufficient. All right, Kyle, what about you? Uh, give Colin an, a shout-out for once again, organizing an awesome melon fest. You guys have the best things ever. Like, you got the the melon fest and the lunatic challenge. You guys are like red, right, rednecks, aren't you? Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can There's not here. really any denying that. Okay. You guys have fun. That's awesome. Good for you. You're enjoying your life. Living the best life, as they say. Uh, I'm going to give a very big shout out to John Evers for coming on tonight. And uh, yeah, we had some challenges with scheduling. It's my fault. Um, and he accommodated us having to move him. And yeah, thank you again for coming on and giving us all that information and, and supporting us here in the community. So yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm going to sign out because... I need to go eat chicken. All right, everybody, go check us out on Gunners Canada. Give us a like on Facebook. Uh, give us a review on Facebook, too, or communicate, because we got two messages just today, so that was awesome. Uh, go join the CCFR or the CSSA, and uh, we'll see everybody again next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.